You know, when the atmosphere is right, you don't need too many words. When the atmosphere is right, you don't need too many words. Your words become few. Your words become very few. When the atmosphere is right, you don't need too many words. Praise the Lord. And I'm sensing that the atmosphere is right here this morning. Amen. The voice of victory. Somebody said the voice of victory. Some of you might need to get the message from the first service to, to flow along with us. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 14. This is voice of victory part two. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 14. First Corinthians 14. Hallelujah. I'm sensing a buzz in my spirit. Labradozodo. <laughs> The Bible says that when Elizabeth had the greeting of Mary, the baby in her womb started jumping. Hallelujah. That when she had, you know the story, when, when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, the Bible says the moment she had the greeting, the baby in Elizabeth's womb began to jump. Began to jump. And I, I, was, I was sharing with pastor, I said, a baby jumping or leaping in a woman's womb is not a new thing. The women, when they are pregnant, the babies kick all the time. But it becomes something different if that kicking has not been consistent. Or maybe wasn't even there for some time. Then that voice coming in now triggers off that kicking. Are you hearing me now? Yeah, because if the thing has been kicking before she came in, then the greeting and the kicking will not have meant anything to be recorded in scripture. Are you getting what I'm saying now? So there must be a possibility that probably maybe throughout the past one, two days, three days, that baby has not kicked. But when Mary came in and said, hey, Elizabeth, boom, something, that baby started coming back to life. In this service today, this particular service here, something is about to kick. Something will kick. <laughs> something will kick in your system. There are, there are things that will come alive, things that look like they were dead before. By this word, they will, they will kick. They will, they will come alive. Say amen like a warrior. You must develop a warrior mentality to be on the winning side. You must have a warrior mentality in any area of life to be able to win there. This, this service particularly, something will kick. Amen. There is, there is the missing piece of something that God will add to what you already have that will set you on the right path. Say your amen with confidence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to thank our daddy and mommy in the house, Pastor and Mrs. Uh, Pastor and Mrs. Bola. I want to thank them because, you know, uh, I've been coming to this church now for many years and um, trying to get Pastor to come to Nigeria has been very difficult. You know, it's been very, very difficult. We'll make plans. We'll discuss the whole thing. We'll scatter. Now we're talking. And he said, to, come over. He said, he said, how far is Abuja to where you are? I said, it's two hours. He said, okay, by road? I said, yes. Yeah. ha, ha, ha. I don't, want to, I don't want to travel. I can't travel by road, Pastor. I can't travel by road, Pastor. I said, okay, why don't you get into Lagos, then fly to where we are? He said, I don't like local flights. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to fly with BA or something, land where he's landing, and then enter BA again, return back this way. Praise God. 
we may have to end up moving the meeting to Abuja. <laughs> praise God. Give God a big hand of praise for these two wonderful people here. I'm not too happy with that celebration. Stand to your feet and clap for them. Stand up and give God a big God bless you for them. They are our pastors. They deserve our support, our encouragement. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you once again. Amen. Let's sit down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. I mentioned 1 Corinthians 14, right? Now, look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 10. He said, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. So many kinds of voices in the world. And none of them is without signification. There are many voices. There are many voices in the world, right? And none of them is without Signification. It means each one has significance. So, the voice of victory, we started talking about it as the voice that God has given to you, the voice of your pastor, if you listen to the first part of the message, that voice carries significance. There are many voices, but the voice of your pastor carries what? Significance. It carries significance. I told you one of the greatest gifts that God can give to you is your pastor. It is a gift from God to you to multiply you. And he does that by speaking to you. Either he's teaching you, he's counseling you, he's encouraging you. One way or the other, he's speaking to you. That voice carries what? Significance. So write it down. My pastor's voice carries significance. Write it down. That's a very powerful statement there. My pastor's voice carries significance. He said, there are many voices, but your pastor's voice carries what? Significance. Say, my pastor's voice carries significance in my life. Hallelujah. Now, that is not putting you down in any way. Rather, it's elevating you. Amen? It is not hero worshipping. That's how God arranges it. So, not only does that voice carry significance, your pastor's voice makes you significant. It makes you significant. If you listen to your pastor's voice, it makes you a significant person wherever you find yourself. Because as I'm speaking now, there are some of you in this service today that God will bring you from where you have been hidden and bring you to the place of limelight. There, there are people who are ahead of you, but God will, will boycott them and bring you to a place of limelight. Say amen like a believer. I know what I'm saying. Now, note that down, then go to 1 Corinthians, same 1 Corinthians 14, we'll go back a little bit to verse 7. We're in 10 now, so just bounce back to verse 7. Amen. 
He said, even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or harped? Is that correct? Then look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. He said, for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? Hallelujah. If the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for what? For battle. Now look at Revelations 1 verse 10. I want to link two scriptures here. Look at Revelations 1 verse 10. Revelations 1 verse 10. He said, Revelations 1 verse 10. He said what? Talk, church. I was where? How many times have you been in the spirit? You, some of us are full-time in the flesh. 24-7 in the flesh. This guy said, I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he said what? He said, and I heard behind me what? A loud voice as of what? You see, he's likening the voice to what? Talk, church. He's likening the voice to what? To a trumpet. But he said, if a trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare for battle? Which means the blast of a trumpet is a preparatory sound for the battle that is ahead. So when you begin to hear the voice of your pastor, it is like a trumpet that prepares you for what is ahead of you. There is a trumpet a trumpetic side to your pastor's voice. It brings a level of preparation. Say, I hear. Come on, say, I hear. When your pastor speaks, it's like a trumpet in the spirit realm. It prepares you for what is ahead of you. It prepares you for what, what is ahead of you. He said, if that trumpet, if that instrument give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare? Who shall prepare for battle? So when you hear your pastor's voice, it is a preparatory instrument preparing you for the challenges that is ahead of you. And I believe that between this month to May to June, Every challenge ahead of you, the voice from this altar will prepare you for that challenge. The voice from this altar will prepare you for that challenge. Stand to your feet. Say, my father. Right. Say, my father. Say, my father. Whatever challenge that will come my way from now till June in this quarter, oh Lord, by the voice of your servant, Prepare me for that challenge. Turn it to prayer. Turn it to prayer. Open your mouth. Just pray about it for just one minute. Oh Lord, prepare me. Use the voice of your servant. Use the voice of your servant to prepare me for the challenge ahead. To prepare me for what is ahead of me. Do I hear somebody praying? Forget about yourself and commit to prayer. 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 As this trumpet speaks, let me be prepared. Let me be prepared. Let me be prepared for what is ahead of me in my business, in my job, in my family, in my work, in my academics. Prepare me, oh Lord, through this trumpet, through this voice for what is ahead of me. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Prepare me, Lord. Prepare me, Lord. Prepare me, Lord. 
with the voice of your servant prepare me lord with the voice of your servant prepare me lord with the voice of your servant in the name of jesus christ say amen like a warrior so every time i come to church i'm coming with the mind that i'm going to be prepared i'm not just coming to mark a register oh i was in church did you come and say yes i came no 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 that's not the mentality i'm coming to church with i'm coming as somebody who is willing to be prepared and if you have that mentality you will be prepared because when things come your way there are words you have picked up in the service that you can now use to address what is facing you but if you didn't come with the mind to be prepared and pastor is speaking the words just come and then that's the end are you getting my point now so it is how you know what is going to happen that prepares you that gets you to get the right thing you need to get okay let's just do a finish the church let's go that's what you came for no you came to be prepared. Because you don't know what is waiting for you out there. Are you getting my point now? Between Monday and next Sunday, you don't know what waits for you out there. So how do you get yourself ready for whatever it is? It is from here. Say amen. amen. If that trumpet give that sound, then you prepare. You know in battle when they go to war, there's always this... Yeah, there's this is boggled, what they call it, bigel or whatever. The guy plays that thing. Once you hear that in the camp, ah, everybody starts to arrange because they know that battle is coming. Are you getting my point now? Your pastor's voice is like that. It prepares you. When the words start coming out and you are hearing them and storing them, it prepares you for what is ahead of you. Mary was prepared. What Mary was hearing prepared her. For the life of Jesus Christ. What she was hearing. Because you hear that anytime say, ah, she will hide the words in her heart. Mary hid these words in her heart. After 12 days, they were looking for Jesus. They found him in, in five days. They found him in the temple. He said, shouldn't I be after my father's business? He was telling them. The one that, this small boy. Which father's business? He, he, she kept all these sayings in her heart. Those words she was keeping in her heart prepared her for the life of Jesus. You know, she was with Jesus till the end. Are you getting my point now? She followed Jesus till the end. And at the end, when he was up on the cross, he looked at her and said, because you have followed me to this point, I won't leave you alone. He said, mother, behold your son. Son, behold. He, he entrusted her into another apostle's hand who will take care of her. As you are prepared hearing the voice, God will not leave you alone. He will make sure you are taken care of. He will make sure you are taken care of. I prophesy to somebody here, in the heat of battle, in the heat of battle, God will prepare something for you. God will prepare something for you. If I were you, my amen would be louder than that. She was there. But how about Joseph, the carpenter? He, he was out a long time ago. His ministry, his stay in Jesus' life lasted short. It, it was from that place when he says, don't you know I should be after my father's business? That was the last time we heard of Joseph. The mother said, your father and I have been worrying about you. She brought Joseph in. 
Your father and I have been worried about you. Then he said, don't you know I should be after my father's business? Which means he's telling her that this man you are calling my father, he's not my father. I know who my father is. And being in the temple here, I'm after my father's business. Of course, that's not where Joseph's carpentry workshop is. <laughs> are you getting my point now? His carpentry workshop is somewhere else. But here you are in the temple and you are saying you should be after your father's business. Which means he knows that I don't have no business with that man. And he couldn't take it. From that day onwards, we never heard about Joseph the carpenter anymore. But you know the beautiful thing? Later on, we heard about another Joseph. But Joseph of Arimathea. So when one Joseph goes, <laughs> am I talking to somebody here? When one Joseph goes, and you know, incidentally, the next one that came is a more powerful Joseph. A more powerful Joseph who could approach the authority and say, I want the body of Jesus. When people leave, sometimes don't bother a better version of them. The 2.0 version. <laughs> Come and give God a shout! Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Don't bother yourself. Don't worry. He knows what he's doing. Praise God. Sit down. He's preparing you. Every service is preparing you. That's why the services you commonize will turn out to be very important for your future. Don't commonize any service. Don't take, uh, okay, what are they doing? Uh, okay, no, 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 no. Just commonize it. It will amaze you that that is where a word will reach you that will turn your whole life around. I have had that experience several times. Hallelujah. Ezra 5. Ezra 5. Ezra 5. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at what it says. It says from verse 1. It said, Then the prophets, Haggai the prophet, and Zechariah the son of Edo, what did they do? Talk to me, child. What did they do? They prophesied to who? Unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Then verse 2, Then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and began, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, and with them were the prophets of God helping them. Your pastor is your prophet. Your pastor is what? Talk to me. Your pastor is what? Yeah, your pastor is the prophet sent to you. And his words carry prophetic power. Is somebody hearing me now? The Bible says the prophets began to prophesy. That word simply means they began to speak. They began to do what? To speak. Speaking to the people and speaking into the people. There is speaking to somebody and they're speaking into somebody. Your pastor carries the power to speak into you. 
that certain things that were absent in your life by him speaking into you can introduce them into your life. That's how powerful that office is. Is somebody hearing me now? Come on, are you hearing me now? So, this is what he's saying. He said, they, he began to prophesy. Look at it. Look at it. As they began to prophesy, then verse 2 says what everybody, what does verse 2 say? No, no, I don't like the way I read it. Read it loud. What does verse 2 say? Yes. Yes. They did what? They did what? They did what? They did what? One more time. What made them to rise up? The words that was being spoken to them made them to arise. They were sitting down before. They were lax before. But when they had the right words from the right source, it made them to rise. It made them to rise. When God begins to speak to you through your pastor, it creates an arising. It creates a springing in your life. Am I talking to somebody here? You need to listen to the right people. They rose up. They said, Kai, what are we doing? What is happening? Why are we sitting down like this? They rose up and they began to build. Now that building has been stopped for a long time. Go to verse 4. Chapter 4, sorry, of that Ezra 5. Hallelujah. The last two verses, please, of Ezra 4. What does it say? 23, 24. Let's read everybody. Attack says this. Yes. Yes. And Shemeshai described. Yes. Yes. They went up in haste and made them to do what? To seize. How? By force and they made their work to cease. They stopped what they were doing. They came to arrest the job. And the job stopped. And look at the, the next line says, And then seized the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased unto the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. This action made their duty to stop for many years. I told you something will rise up in your system here. The thing has stopped for at least two years. The thing was grounded. Then the prophet stood up and they began to speak. They began to speak. They began to speak. And when they started speaking, certain individuals began to rise. There is something about the voice of the right person that makes something on your inside to step up. He may never give you a dime, but those words will cause a springing from your inside. And when people arise on their inside, it's difficult to bring them down. Can I hear somebody say amen? When a, when a woman arises on her inside, she can do the job of 10 men. When David was going to be anointed as king, he had to, you know, God told Samuel to go to the house of Jesse that he has a king there for him. When Jesse, when Samuel got there, he asked, where are the children? They brought them one by one. And Samuel saw the tall ones, and he was almost deceived as a prophet. He said, ah, this must be the person that God has chosen. God said, no, I didn't choose this one. Man looks at the outward, but me, God, I look at the inside. And sometimes when you want to make a choice, maybe marry Tali or whatever you, 
you need to tap into such grace. Because all the physical facade sometimes may be misleading. Oh, wow, it's just guys, this is oh, mama. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> because even Samuel was taken away. He saw Abinadab, he saw all those guys, tall looking guys, suited up. Surely, this is the one that God has chosen. God now whispered to his ear. Nope. This second tall one. Nope. He went through all. God said, nope. I know God said I should call. I know he told me to come here. Are these all your children? He said, no, there's still one small one in the bush. <laughs> we have this tiny guy in the bush. Read it when you get home. The prophet said, we will not sit down until he comes. That's what he said. We won't sit down until he comes. Then David comes. David comes. And then God tells him, arise and anoint him for this is he. Wait a minute. He said, we will not sit down until he comes. But when David came, God said, arise and anoint him for this is he. Which means that the arising God is talking about is not the physical arising. It's an arising from inside. Can I hear your amen? It's an arising from where? From your inside. Today, something inside you will come out. It will come alive. Can I hear your amen? Something here will come alive. You need to hear the right words. It doesn't matter how much you have in the bank account. It doesn't matter. Focus on the right words from this pulpit. There are many voices, but the one that is significant to you is the one that God has given to you. It's not everything any pastor says outside there that may be applicable to you. So be very careful. So many voices, but there is one that God has given to you. Am I talking to somebody now? So I can't just hear what another person is saying and just absorb it. As they began to prophesy, as they began to speak, they stood up, carried their tools that had been down for over two years, and started to build. Remember, they used force and power to stop them. But the word from the right source got them walking again. Am I talking to someone now? Now, when they say force and power, it talks about military force. They were at the site building. Carrying block here, doing there, mixing cement, then suddenly siren from everywhere. Woo, 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 woo. A letter from the police headquarters. This work stop. Say, but we have a stop from today. And that stop lasted for over two years. But when the prophet started speaking, even the command from the government house could not keep them down. They stood up. And they began to build. And they finished the work. Because somebody was backing them up with words. Say, I hear. Come on, say, I hear. Come on, say, I hear. It doesn't matter what has made you to stop. The word from this altar will make you to rise. The word from this altar will make you to rise. When you hear the right words. The Bible says, how possible are right words. How forcible. 
that's a word we don't know about. Forcible. Forcible. Have you ever heard the word forcible before? It's only in scripture you can see that word. You, can, you can't see forcible anywhere else. How forcible are right words? It's not just possible, it's forcible. <laughs> we will force it to be. <laughs> Do you get my point now? No, it's, it's funny, but that's how it is. He said, how forcible are right words? It's not possible, it is forcible. By the decree of the government, it's not possible for them to build again. But by the prophetic words, the right words of the prophet, they forced it to exist. Who asked you guys to be building here? No, the prophet told us. Which prophet? That one. Uh, you told them to build? Yes, I did. Okay. It's all right. Just checking. <laughs> Let me close with this. A man of God by the name of Duncan Williams, when he was still younger in ministry, he had an issue with his father in the Lord, his spiritual father, who brought him up. He was the one giving this testimony. He said, when he had that issue, then he was already beginning to rise as a big boy in Ghana. He had an issue with his spiritual father and he tore apart. There was a case he had with the government for many years. But the government couldn't touch him. I'm giving you his own testimony. But after this case with his spiritual father, one day he was at home and security guys came in. He said, are you Duncan? He said, yes, yes, yes. Please, we need you at the station. What? They, when they took him, they decided to align all the things he did, destroy everything. And it was a serious case that could send him to jail. They looked at him and said, by the way, we've been trying to arrest you for a couple of years, but somehow we just couldn't reach you. Maybe some of you may have listened to that report. He said, oh, we've been trying to arrest you for a year, but somehow we couldn't reach you. It became a serious matter for him. Everywhere shut down. By the way, his spiritual father at that time was Archbishop B.A. Idaosa. So he, ha he was calling Idaosa's line. Idaosa refused to pick his line. You are a big boy now. You have your ministry. You can tell me, go. He heard that Bishop, Archbishop was in America. So he flew from Ghana to America. Went to the hotel where Bishop, Archbishop was staying and stayed in the lobby. Waiting. If, I, if he come out today, I will just lie down on the floor. All his big boy shoulders came down. When Archbishop came out of the lobby of the into the lobby, Duncan went flat on the floor. He looked at him. <laughs> he now looked at him. He said, "Stand up." He refused to stand. He knelt down. Stand up. Now laid his hands on him. And said, devil, take your hands off my son. That pronouncement was all. Then he said to him, the case you are having with the government, the next time they come to take you, when you get there, tell them you want to pray. 
you must pray before they say anything to you. He said, yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. And he flew back to Ghana. The day they came to pick him, when the guys came, that day was a make or break day for him. He would have gone to prison. The moment he got there, he said, please, I want to pray. I said, what type of prayer are you praying? <laughs> My friend, this is a very serious case. We don't need prayer here. He said, I have to pray. Uh, pray your prayer. Let's sort out our business. He started praying. And he had this unction and he began to pray loud. Prayed for some time. After the prayer, he finished. Everywhere was quiet. The senior, you know, the senior of the guys there, the secret agent, they were like, what type of prayer did you just pray? He said, no, just a prayer. I don't like this prayer you prayed. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy about this prayer. I don't, what, what made you to? You've not been praying before. Why did you pray now? He said, I just wanted to pray. <sighs> Look at the other guys. They went to one room, spoke. They came and said, um, You go home, okay? We will, um, we will come back to pick you up. <laughs> Till tomorrow. They never did. Till tomorrow. When the right words come into your life, nobody can stop your rising. Can I hear amen like a believer? Yeah. Nobody, nobody can stop your rising. That's what God gave you a man for, to speak the right words. To speak the right words. To speak the right words. I told you in the first service, we are all spirit beings. You must always see yourself as a spiritual person, as a spirit person. When they speak to you, accept what they say. Amen? And submit to them so that your multiplication can be evident everywhere. In this land where you find yourself, God will multiply you here. Do you understand? Let me tell you this. It's not just the teaching. Even the declaration is important. It's not just the teaching, even the declaration. When your pastor speaks, take it. He says, speak to the road. Speak to that road. That's what my own pastor told me. Speak to the road. And that speaking to the road earned me a good road to my church and some money in my pocket. You can never always understand spiritual things. You take them by faith. Am I talking now? You see, we as human beings want to understand everything. Uh, how? Okay, he said it will. How will it? Your brain is not designed for such things. It's too small. You accept it by faith. And then you keep moving forward. He said, by this time tomorrow, food will be plenty here. I said, how do you know? Even if the windows of heaven will open, can it be like that? You don't understand how God works. The voice of victory. When your pastor speaks, open your heart and embrace it. Especially the pastor you have proven over time that God's heart is upon his life. Open your heart. Today is a new day for somebody. Something will kick in your life. Something will come alive in your life. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. 
something must come alive. Something must come alive. Something must come alive. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. I step into newness. I step into greatness. I step into newness. I step into greatness. Something is coming alive on my inside today. Can I hear your voice as you're talking to God? Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Go before the Lord and say, Lord, from today, I embrace with the whole of my being the voice from the man you've given to me. I open up. I embrace it. 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 Throughout this quarter, throughout this quarter, from now till June, I excel. I excel. I excel. I excel. I excel. I excel by the voice of victory. By the voice of victory by the voice of victory i excel i excel i excel i excel by the voice by the voice by the voice by the voice that you have given to me i shall not make mistake i will not err i will not go down in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name say my father by the voice the voice of victory my pastor's voice that you have given to me i excel i excel i am multiplying i multiply i increase in this land in this land i can never be small i can never be small prophesy it for one minute prophesy for one minute speak it for one minute Declare for one minute. Declare for one minute. Open your mouth wide and speak it. Speak it for one minute. Speak it for one minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak it for one minute. I want to see you talking to God. Open your mouth wide. Open your mouth wide. Open your mouth wide. Open your mouth wide. Let God feel it for you. Let God feel it. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new visitation. Open your mouth wide. Come on, child of God. Open your mouth wide. Open your mouth wide. I excel in leaps and bound from level to level, from face to face. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my father. Wave your hand to him, whatever you are. Wave those hands to God. Wave them to God. Now, I mean, lift your hand above your head and wave them to God. I mean it. Wave them to God. Drop your Bibles, whatever you want. Just lift those hands to him. It's important you know the meaning of lifting your hands to heaven. It's very important. Lift them to God. Lift them to God. Lift them to God. Just wave them to him. Thank him. Open your mouth as your hands are lifted. Wave them to God. Just wave them to God. Lift those hands. Lift those beautiful hands before the Lord. And say, my father, I thank you for today. I receive what you have given to me. I go in the might and the power of this word. I will excel. I will go forward. I will prosper. I will be enlarged. Thank you for the voice of victory. Thank you for the voice of victory. Thank you for the voice of victory. Thank you, my father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, celebrate God with a big clap of praise. Celebrate him.